You are now listening to Coach with your host, Kyle Terrell. The best place to go for teaching you how to train your body into the condition you've always wanted. This episode is so important because in a world where we spend countless hours sitting down at a desk and in meetings, eating snacks and celebrating another birthday with another birthday cake every day, it's nearly impossible to stay healthy if you're not prepared. And so today I'm, I'm joined by my really good friend and professional corporate wellness expert, Drew Sines. And he'll join us today for a discussion on how you can stay fit while spending most of your time in the corporate environment that's surrounded by all these snacks, sitting down all day. And so he's going to share some really good tips about um, how we can improve our health, but still maintain the work that we do from the nine to five. I hope you guys really enjoy this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Coach. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Terrell, and I'm here with my really good friend, Drew Sines. Now, Drew, as you heard in the intro, um, is a corporate wellness expert. And so he actually runs his own corporate wellness company. And, uh, and so some of the topics that we're going to talk about today is, you know, what a, what a typical corporate environment looks like um, and, and really what that feels like to the employee and just some ways that you can, uh, you know, conquer uh, some of the issues that you have in the, you know, in the regular corporate environment office. And so Drew, welcome, welcome, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely, Kyle. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. You know, when I reached out to you and and uh, you agreed to come on the podcast, man, I was really excited because I, you know, just just from knowing you, I know how passionate of a guy you are, uh, and and really just how you run your life, and you know, you know, in general. And so I have the utmost the utmost respect for you, um, and just can't wait to hear you know your take on this as you as you live in and out. And so, man, you know, just starting off, you know, what are what do you hear from, from the clients that you have? You know, what does a typical corporate environment look and feel like for the employee? For one, just from my observation, it seems as if every, everyone's on stage all the time, right? You walk into an office and possibly it's their boss walking by, possibly it's their coworker walking by. They should be working on a project for them. So everyone seems to be super glued to their computer. Maybe, maybe they're being productive and maybe not. And, just that is a, an external stressor on people that just makes them feel on stage. Like if they're not doing, what they're supposed to be doing, they could get in trouble. And of course it differs from culture to culture, but I really feel that for the majority of the time, employees feel like they're on stage and they're feeling like people are watching them. They're supposed to be doing something regardless of what that, that something may be. And from a health standpoint, that's not good. You know, there's many studies that show taking 10 minute breaks every 50 minutes of, of work boosts productivity substantially, there's lots of studies that talk about physical activity, that if you get up and take a brisk walk, you'll be more productive when you're back at your desk. So those things are undermined in the typical corporate environment, but the clients that we work with are keen on implementing them because they want to, one, improve overall productivity, but two, just really show their people that they care about them. Yeah. So what do you think about, because I actually worked in a, you know, in a corporate environment too. Um, you know, after I was a personal trainer, I got out of that full time and I went to work for a call center. And man, it just, you know, I, you know, I gained weight. I didn't feel good about myself. I had a lot of anxiety and they started offering, uh, like the standing desks. Um, are you a big proponent of that, of, of, of that type of like small changes or, or what have you seen that's, you know, that, you know, that's really worked and that, that people can really grab onto you. 
you know what? That's, that's great that you bring that up because there's numerous studies that show with standing desks, blood flow doesn't necessarily increase if you're sitting or standing. It could actually decrease because of the, the angle that your body's at and your blood could pull more because your legs are straight instead of at that 90-degree uh, angle as you would in a chair. Because you lock your knees, right? Right. One, you lock your knees so no muscles are engaged. Two, it's a straight pipe down to your ankles from your heart where your blood's flowing as opposed to being at that 90-degree angle when you're sitting. Man, I never so thought I think about that. A, yeah, yeah. A good solution is, you know, just doing some calf raises while you're sitting because your muscles work as a as a blood pump to get that blood circulating. But I have a client currently that all of their, not all, you know, they have 500 employees. I would say a good majority, maybe 40% of their employees saw a chiropractor because that was, that was included in their um, health benefit. And that chiropractor wrote them a note that said, hey, your employer should and needs to provide you with a standing desk. Now we're talking over 200 let's just use 200 employees standing desks range anywhere between 400 and 1500 dollars. you know even at 400 that's going to be lots and lots of money just to provide that that standing desk for these guys and the the employer contacted me and said hey i don't know if we're gonna be able to do this standing desk you know do you have any other solutions yeah and of course you know absolutely we implemented a posture improvement program oh cool so how does that work tell me about that Two times a week, 30-minute classes, we send a, a qualified trainer on site, focus on muscle activation for specifically the muscles that are inhibited while you're sitting at a desk. So, for example, your quad muscles are inhibited, your upper back muscles are inhibited because your shoulders are rolled forward. So, basically, for the, the, non, uh, the non-exercise physiologist, just get muscles working that are dormant during the workday, getting you moving, getting some fresh blood flow and oxygen flowing through your body. And that's going to help those those low back pains and those aches that, that they're going to bring you to the chiropractor much more than just standing all day would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I think so. And that's a you know that's a good point that you said about like the muscles that are being used versus the one that's aren't. And I think we hear all the time like all these different buzzwords in fitness, and and one of them is overactive muscles. And and I've always disagreed with that because there's not overactive muscles, there's underactive muscles. And, and I think the mindset there switches because it really, uh, you know, you can, you can pinpoint, okay, so your quads, for instance, um, you know, are the, uh, you know, are the antagonist to your hamstrings. So your hamstrings are actually the underactive muscle. Your quads aren't being overactive. They're just not being active at all. And and it's, you know, and, and, you know, do you know a lot about that and, 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 and kind of help explain, I guess, more of the postural, um, deficiencies that you, um, basically how you guys fix that and how long it takes. Like if you, like if we're talking to the, to the standard tech employee, right. And they're sitting down for eight hours a day, you know, what are the implications of that? You know, what, what's going to happen to them in the future if, if that stuff didn't get fixed? So there's a, a syndrome. Great, great question. Great analogy. There's a syndrome called upper cross syndrome. And this is where shoulder blades are forward, upper backs rounded chest is kind of caved in head neck is, is leaning forward and this causes a lot of back pain a lot of people think and say they have a tight back and even massage therapists are guilty of this good ones shouldn't be but massage therapists will dig in there and massage the heck out of their upper back thinking they have knots there but what's actually happening is these muscles are stre- are very stretched and inactive which is what's causing the pain and causing the actual bone to move out of place where it should be mm. so within Within two to four weeks of a program of doing some just on air pulling motions, 
and doing some upper back engagement and chest opening exercises, they can start to feel better. Of course, it's going to take longer, even, you know, up to five years to correct their posture. But once you get those muscles moving and they know how to activate and move their scapula and bring their shoulders down and back and are mindful of it during their workday, they're going to start feeling better within just a few weeks. Yeah, man. I think that's a big problem too. Just, I mean, I mean, just talking about in the, in the gym and, and doing postural exercises, you know, a lot of the emphasis um, on our lives and you probably agree with this is more on the anterior, right? It's, 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 it's none of the posterior chain. And so even, um, I mean, you look at squats, you look at bench press, those are all pushing movements and all those, but it's like, that's not where our problem is. Right. I mean, if we have a rounded shoulder and you got the cave in chest, I mean, I'm just trying to kind of, kind of visualize it for people. Why would you want to do more of those things that are going to reinforce those issues? You know? And so, um, yeah, man, that's good information. I mean, that's great information on how you can fix those things. Yeah, absolutely. Even in our uh, general fitness classes that we provide on site for companies, we try to always do two to one repetitions for pull versus push. For example, if we're going to do push ups and say we do three sets of 10 or whatever we're doing, we try to double the reps on pulling because we know those employees that sit at a desk all day, drive a car all day or on the phone all day are most likely going to have their shoulders and hands forward, which is going to shorten their chest Mm. muscles and lengthen their back muscles, which causes that, that pain. Dude, that's really smart. You know, I've as long as I've been training, I've never even done that with anybody. You know that. Gosh, man, that's so. So, how did you come up with that? Did you come up with that on your own, or did you or did you hear that from someone? Or yeah, actually, a guy that works with me, his name's Zach Gully. He is a Titleist Performance Institute Level Three trainer. And if you're not familiar with that, it's a, a golf performance training certification, very sought after in the fitness yeah. world to work with golfers. It's yeah, huge industry. And he, uh, he, we went to, we did the same program together over at ASU. We did our exercise and wellness undergrad there and he interned at a physical therapy clinic. And that was a big, uh, a big thing that he learned there. And he's huge on posture, pulling movements, uh, proper engagement. And that's really what opened my eyes to it. You know, even just being in the, in the fitness industry before it wasn't something I thought about and just conversations with him and applications of those exercises have really opened my mind and eyes to that. And I think from a, how you feel standpoint, the posture improvement, um, the muscle activation is going to be way better than if you're looking to drop 20 pounds in two months. If you focus on your body movements and what your body needs and where it needs to be positioned first, those long-term goals just kind of fall, fall in line. Yeah. I mean, I agree a hundred percent. And then also, I mean, clearly the nutrition aspect of it, that for me, just, you know, the birthday cakes and all the stuff that they bring into the office. <laughs> I know, you know, the company I worked for was very, um, I'll call it kind of Google-esque. I mean, it wasn't Google, but it was, you know, I've been trying to model after that now. And man, it was just, it was literally free snacks all the time and none of yep. it was healthy. And I was literally probably the, one of the only people that worked out in the whole, you know, in the whole company. And so they, <laughs> and so they asked me, like, I would actually complain. I'm like, Hey, I can't eat any, like I, not, I can't, I, I won't eat any of this stuff. Can you guys bring in like some, some nuts or mixed nuts or something like that. Um, you know what, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like just on the, on the nutrition that we see in those offices? Yeah. You're so on point with the birthday cakes. It seems like, uh, it seems like they're always trying to make people feel good with sugar and soda. I mean, even not to throw them under the bus, but I'm going to have to here. circle K corporate here in Phoenix 
their break room is a Circle K store and everything's free for employees. <laughs> they have soda, they have donuts, they have a hot dog thing. It's crazy, man. My wow. Me. Yeah, dude, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so it uh, it really starts from the top down. Our first step to launch a corporate wellness program is get upper management support. They have to believe in it. They have to personally either be seeking better health or always be on that journey where they're eating good and, and doing exercise, mm-hmm. which, you know, they, they, they know the benefits so they make their employees do it, but it's got to start from the top and we ha- it has to be simple things like, yeah. Hey, instead of birthday cakes, let's, uh, you know, let's do something different. Let's host a, let's host a salad bar lunch or let's do fresh juices and let's really try to get our people feeling good and not, not promote that, you know, that quick sugar rush or that quick carb rush that's going to end up, end up having them crash throughout the rest of the day yeah man and you know the employees and i don't think people realize this your employees productivity will be so much better if you if you implement small things like this you know it's it's so important it's like you know again i mean you only get one body right so and i think you know a lot of people realize this too late you know because i can't i mean i can't say the the amount of people that i've trained in the past you know their average age was 45 to 50 years old and they're like, Oh, I want to lose this 40 pounds. Well, you know, I always told myself, I'm really glad I started when I was young because otherwise I would have ended up like that later. And, you know, you end up with the postural, you know, deficiencies and things that we're talking about. So, you know, what are some practical things you think that, that people can start today, um, you know, to, to really make an impact in their lives now? Um, you know, cause obviously, you know, you're not going to be local to anyone that's listening. Um, but you know, what can they, you know, what can they take away from you today? I truly believe it is being intentional with setting yourself up for success. And that looks like grocery shopping, you know, having food readily available, paying attention to what you're eating. We're actually doing a challenge right now called the clean and lean challenge. And the, the challenge is to try to only eat real food. And if you can adopt that mindset in the grocery store, like, okay, how can I build my meals around real food? Mm -hmm. So we're talking lean meats, vegetables, complex carbs, such as potatoes, um, hopefully sweet potatoes or red potatoes, but really just being intentional on planning your next, let's say three to nine meals, having that food at home, preparing it, scheduling time to exercise. Say you want to go for a 30 minute walk slash run because you're just starting before work in the morning. Well, set yourself a reminder the night before to get your stuff out and get it ready. You know, have that water bottle in your fridge, have your exercise clothes laid out. So when you wake up, you just have to go. You don't, there's no temptation to sit on the couch and watch TV before work. There's no temptation to maybe leave the house early and go get McDonald's on the way to work. But you can really just put, put your, your thoughts aside and just, just act, just get your exercise in. I also think it's, it's very important to find some type of help maybe that's from an online fitness program maybe it's from a local gym but there's a lot of people doing a lot of things that aren't necessarily healthy for example the keto diet i have a few uh clients within a a corporate client site that are doing the keto diet and when i heard that i was like oh no i need to find out what they're doing but they're actually doing it properly they're just cutting out complex they're cutting out carbs pretty much completely besides fruits and vegetables but they're not going the extremely high fat route yeah, so I think that's good. So more of a paleo type of deal, it sounds like. Exactly. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's really ju- it's really just preparing yourself, making sure you have what you need for the next upcoming days, setting reminders, scheduling a time, and then have your non-negotiables. If that non-negotiable is pack your lunch, drink X amount of water each day, 
and schedule 30 minutes for exercise, no matter what that is, those are perfect. You just got to make sure you do them. Nice, man. So be intentional, you know, be intentional about your health. You know, I think that's great. I think that's really good information, man. Well, hey, you know, I know you got to roll soon. Again, man, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, I have the utmost respect of how you run your life. You know, I know with I know with being a new dad like I am, um, you know, it's hard. You know, it can be hard, you know, to balance those things. And so and so I appreciate you, man. Appreciate, um, you know, what you stand for and what you live for. And so I got I have I have one question for you. And and that is what you know, what drives you, man? You know, what drives Drew Signs to be? Um, you know, a better person, a better man, you know, what is that? I think everyone has that internal, um, you know, that I don't even know what to call it in, internal ignition or engine, but it's turned on by different things. And it takes a long time for people to tap into that. But I feel like you're one of the few that has. And, um, you know, so, so what is that for you? And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Great question, Kyle. So two things come to mind. One, I didn't share this, but I was 19 years old. I suffered a sports injury and I had to go to the doctor and they didn't really figure out my injury, but my older, very overweight doctor told me I needed to lose weight. And I took that, uh, you know, being 19 and kind of ignorant, I took that to heart and was upset, you know, thinking this guy's overweight and telling me to lose weight. I must be in bad shape. So the fact that my weight caused high blood pressure, uh, different types of injuries and stresses on my life is one. Once I was able to change my health and drop about, I dropped about 65 pounds. Once I was able to do that, my life changed. And I knew that if I were able to get my health right, that my organization was going to be better, that my energy was going to be better, that I could show up for school on time and feel good about it. So that's one is just knowing that handling my health first is going to make the rest of my life easy. And two, I really believe that everything I do and on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis is going to impact my family, my wife and my son. And I know if I slack on my exercise, my eating, my sleep, um, staying out too late, you know, doing, doing things I shouldn't be doing, that that's going to sacrifice and make an impact on my loved ones. So I really take that to heart and I take that serious that I need to make sure my stuff's together so I can be there and be the best person I can for them. Awesome. Man, that's great. Well, cool. Well, uh, well, uh, thanks again, Drew. I, again, I appreciate your time. Um, now, uh, uh, you know, how can people find you if they, you know, if you want them to find you? What is the best way to, um, you know, to kind of follow your story? Yeah, absolutely. So a few ways, uh, very active on Instagram. That's where I at teamupaz.com, T-E-A-M-U-P-A-Z.com. I like to post lots of uh, insight to quick tips to you know healthier habits during your work day second way is i'm pretty active on linkedin you can find me on linkedin just drew signs d-r-e-w-s-a-e-n-z awesome man and i'll and i'll post that in the show notes for for, for everybody but drew again man thanks i appreciate your time and uh i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode with drew signs yeah thank you kyle appreciate it man love what you're doing here and uh, wish you the best thanks sir